Literacy Matters, the RF and Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my co-host, Gary LaRude. In this episode, we're going to cover our January radar and antennas issue, which is also your European Microwave Week issue, as the event is supposed to happen in mid-February, but it had been delayed from last fall. But again, we just got news that it will be uh, now in April, so April 2 through 7. The exhibition will shift from Monday to Wednesday instead of Tuesday to Thursday, but otherwise the schedule should remain the same, just with a little bit of shift by the one day. So for our January issue, our cover feature is a planetary radar system for detection and high-resolution imaging of near-celestial bodies, and it's written by a consortium of people from Raytheon, Corvo, National Radio Astronomy Observatory, and Green Bank Observatory, so quite the collaboration there. And it's about a multi-static KU-band radar to expand the scientific reach and the capability of the Green Bank Observatory. So, uh, Gary, what else do we have for technical features? Well, uh, consistent with our uh, overview of European Microwave, Helen Duncan, our colleague in the UK, put together a very comprehensive survey of the RF microwave industry in the UK and Ireland, which is actually the birthplace of radar and the gas mimic. So that's an excellent reference that you can read and uh, prepare yourself for the rescheduled European Microwave Show. On our antenna theme, Mike Hillbun of Diamond Engineering has written about a measurement method for determining an antenna's gain and pattern using an image created by a conductive plane at a given reference position. It's kind of a novel approach and a very interesting article. Then Frank Werner Thumler of Roden Schwartz has an application note on how the harmonics, the phase noise, and the output power of a signal source can degrade the accuracy of component measurements, something to pay attention to. And then Fabs and Labs, Pat, you actually wrote a profile for this uh, month's yep. issue of Georgia Tech and their work in RF printed electronics. So it's a, it's a very full issue. Yeah, it was fun visiting the Georgia Tech uh, Research Center there when IMS was in, in Atlanta in June, so I had the chance to do that. Got to meet a lot of the PhD students and the professor there. Uh, they're doing some great work. So turning to the news, the Global Mobile Suppliers Association released their end-of-the-year report for 2021 for 5G, and they reported 200 commercial 5G networks have been launched. So that's a total of 200 operators in 78 countries or territories, and they had all launched 3G PP-compliant 5G services. So uh, 5G is now tracking two years faster on its pickup than 4G, according to a lot of the experts. And also in the news, we're always tracking the progress of automotive radar, and that was a big thing at the CES show that I just returned from. And Fisker announced that they are going to be releasing their new Ocean SUV, and that will be using digital code modulation-based radar, which is UNDER's radar sensor, which will be the first time they've ever used a digital radar in production. Mm -hmm. And the system gives a, an additional degree of perception to the conditions even in bad weather or excessive sun glare, it's meant to complement and supplement the uh, camera system. It can locate vehicles to 200 meters and pedestrians to 80 meters and is very resistant to interference from other signals because of the digital code modulation. So we're seeing a lot of progress in the 4D imaging radar market. Gary, what did you see in the news? Well, I have a couple items that uh, really show the importance of spectrum. First of all, the FAA just has recently defined buffer zones around 50 U.S. airports 
where AT&T and Verizon have, I think, reluctantly agreed not to use their new 5G C-band spectrum for six months. Hopefully that'll be enough time to determine whether 5G signals in that band might interfere with aircraft altimeters. It's interesting the FAA and uh, airlines have raised concerns about possible interference, which obviously would be a safety issue. The altimeters operate actually from 4.2 to 4.4 gigahertz, and this C-band 5G band is from 3.7 to 3.98 gigahertz. So there's a 200 megahertz guard band, which the FCC seems to think is adequate. And then a second item, a U.S. appeals court just recently upheld the FCC and their allocation of 1.2 gigahertz at 6 gigahertz for unlicensed use, which means largely Wi-Fi. The cellular carriers wanted a portion of that band licensed for 5G, saying that is required to avoid interference. AT&T particularly expressed concern about interference with the 6 gigahertz fixed services band that's used for long-haul point-to-point radio links. But the FCC adjudicated or said that the full 1.2 gigahertz band would be unlicensed, and a court has now upheld that. So I think that's good news for us Wi-Fi users. So Pat, how about events? You said you were at CES? Yeah, I did attend CES 2022 in Las Vegas. And so while the attendance was light, it was actually a pretty good show. Uh, Some of the bigger companies did pull out, but there was definitely enough companies exhibiting to make it very worthwhile. Um, On the automotive front, there's a whole hall now dedicated to automotive, and some say that this is the biggest automotive show of the year now. As uh, you know, there's a lot of electronic vehicles, there's a lot about autonomy, uh, there's micro-mobility solutions. And so I did see a lot of new EV startups there, which was very interesting. And then a lot of electronic bikes, uh, scooters, and motorcycles. So a lot of different vehicles uh, going the electric route. As far as RF and microwave activity and turning back to the automotive radar front, uh, Rodian Schwartz was there and they were displaying a new radar target simulator that has 92 antenna elements and can image eight objects at a time. And of course you can add extra boxes to extend that. And Keysight had introduced their radar scene emulator and that supports up to 512 objects and can do distances as close as 1.5 meters. So Keysight and Rodian Schwartz both have these great radar scene emulator systems and they're really making great advances there. And one other company that also plays in that space that was there was DSpace and they have a radar test bench that's kind of a highly flexible system and it can adjust the OTA distance from 40 centimeters to 120 centimeters. And then turning to the sensor side, RB Robotics was there and they introduced a free space mapping to its imaging radar perception stack. And there was also Zader Labs and they introduced their third AI-based 4D sensor, which is called Z-Prime. And that has a very impressive uh, distance of 800 meters. That's a lot more than the other ones. And they say they're doing that through very good uh, algorithms. And finally, I saw Smart Micro there, and they were displaying their 4D radar sensors, which have a range up to 175 meters and 130 degrees field of view. And they also have an ultra short range radar sensor that goes down to 0.1 meters. So a lot of capability there. There's a lot of players in this market that I didn't talk about, um, but too many to uh, cover here. So you can find my complete report online. I have a couple videos, and I go over the semiconductor companies because there's a lot of news there. I visited Mixcom. Uh, NXP had a new tri-band radio, which is uh, 
very new and the first one in that area, so check that out online. So this seems to be the year of the radar. It is. Well, we already mentioned that European Microwave, which was planned for London in February, has been delayed to April 2nd through the 7th. It will still be in London. And the European Microwave 2022 conference, which was scheduled for Milan from the 25th to the 30th of September, is still on schedule. No change there. So, Pat, maybe we should just stay and spend the spring and summer in Europe. That would be great. Well, that's uh, it for this episode. We want to thank today's sponsor, RFMW. They represent the leading companies in the RF microwave and millimeter wave industry, from semiconductors to filters to interconnects, just about everything. And over the past several years, RFMW has assembled a deep technical team to aid designers in identifying the right components for a new design and assuring supply. So for your next design project, start with RFMW. Unfortunately, 2022 seems to be off to a challenging start, so let's stay healthy, safe, carry on and get through this. Thanks for watching and we'll be back in a couple of weeks.